0: Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. Holy moly, man! I, I I reeled that out and reeled it back in, or I don't know, man. Well, those fishing. So you were casting reeling. it and just reeling it back. I yeah, I, I don't do much, <laughs> too much fishing up here in the Northeast, but I bet you Justin down down in Mississippi, he does some fishing, right? You do some fishing. Oh, of I course, know. I do. Come on now. I'm just a. Like you do, old do you do snake. some
1: noodling? Do you just got like, you know, you're getting catfish with your bare hands, like just shoving it down their throat and ripping them out of the river? That's what they do <laughs> in Mississippi, right? The oaky that, noodling. I've seen it.
2: Right
0: there. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Hand grab. Hold on. Wait, whoa, the hand hey, hold on. Around the hold floor. on. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. Hey, I'm Larry Monkey. What the fuck, man? I'm here with Justin Rogers as usual, but hey, we just we got a little head start on on um, on our icebreakers. We're breaking the ice with this with this guest uh, that we have on today. Justin, you have anything to add about this guy or what? Wicked, wicked, wicked! Fresh, fresh, <laughs> fresh. <laughs> no, Justin's got nothing to say tonight because we have Mr. Doug E. Fresh, the fantasy father from. I mean, what is he? I got to put my glasses on for this because he's got a lot of stuff going on, man. He, I, I'm a busy man. You're the you're the busy man, and he's the host <laughs> of the Trophy Time Pod, and of course, everyone knows his, everyone knows the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast, probably one of the first podcasts that most of everyone that's listening tonight has heard when they mm-hmm. got into Dynasty football, and and you are also the co-founder of the Fantasy dot com. Yes, sir hey it's doug eddie what's up what's up guy what's up my man what's up mister you know man i just got done playing a softball
1: game i i scuttled home we lost 10 to 5 our team so we we started a co-ed league and pretty much i signed up as a free agent with my buddy chris and uh they put all the free agents on the same fucking team so we are just like a ragtag bunch of people that don't know each other so we lost 10 to 5 we're having fun we did come back the, two weeks ago. We got rained out last week. We were down like six runs in the bottom of the last inning. It's not nine innings. It's like we played six. Uh, and we came back and won. So we were all pumped. And then, you know, we came back to reality a little bit tonight. But I'm just out there having fun. I'm 43 years old. I'm coming off a back injury. My back's finally feeling well enough so I can actually play softball again. So I'm just happy to be out there running around feeling like I'm 25. And uh, not getting injured is the goal. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. I'm a stay-at-home dad. If I have an injury, I got to take care of a two-year-old. I don't want to live that life. Like I'm good. So like I try Ooh. to avoid injury. I stretch beforehand. You know, I look I got my dad runners out there like I'm good.
0: Yes. And uh, and speaking of of stay-at-home dads, we all know. I'm also a stay-at-home dad and I will tell you about injuries. I had an appendix, appendicitis with a 3-year-old where I had to drive myself to the emergency room. and then she basically had to learn to just get in the car by herself for a while (laughs) instead of me like, you know, I can't pick pick you up. Sorry.
1: I got a tricky shoulder. I used to play. I used to pitch. I played baseball all my life. And then I played quarterback on our flag football team for a bunch of years. So my right arm's got a lot of use from sports. So I know I need to get it looked at, but I'm like, yeah, I can't go without carrying my kid for like an extended period of time. So once he's old enough to like do shit on his own, like I'm definitely getting that looked at and probably
0: cleaned up or, Surgery
1: of some sort. So yeah, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, you do have that. I could tell just by looking at you right now. That, that that right arm is almost twice the size as your left one. You're like Jimmy Connors over there, man. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> like Look at that the, the imbalanced Popeye. You're yeah, Hellboy over there. Justin's outnumbered tonight. That's that's all. That's all it is, man. You are outnumbered by some well, stay-at-home you know, parents. I'm impressed by you guys playing through the pain. You know, not taking work. <laughs> we off, don't, we don't, don't get days off, off,
2: man. We don't get days right, off. We yeah. go on vacation
1: with the kids. That ain't a vacation. Yeah. Oh, how was vacation? I'm like, well, we brought our kids, so it wasn't really a vacation, but cool. <laughs> like, I try to get away. Like, I try to take weekends away. Like, I went to, to my uh, friend's house in Rochester, New York for the NFL draft. So that's the first time I've been away from the house for, like, a good three or four day stretch in quite a while. And I needed it. I needed, like, I need to go somewhere where I can drink. Not be responsible for anything, a house, a kid's, a wife. And it was just me. I ate like shit. I drank beer. I didn't care. And it was glorious. And that doesn't happen very often. But you know what? Stay-at-home parents, we need that every once in a while. Or else we will go legit insane.
0: Yeah, it's a long day. I mean, and we'll just Uh leave it at that. It's a long day. And some nights could be be long as well. But I mean, in addition to everything that requires you to be a stay-at-home parent, you're also running the fantasy football gurus so my brother-in-law and i we've been playing fantasy football i've been playing
1: since 99 so i'm a bit of an og playing fantasy football i first started it wasn't even like a regular league it was like a salary cap league on cbs and i remember having kurt warner on my team and as the players got better their costs would fluctuate every week and you have to stay within a cap so i remember having kurt warner at like two dollars and then at the end of the season he was like 40 bucks because he was awesome he it. Won, he won mvp Um, so I started playing fantasy in 99 and my brother-in-law, um, I got a kind of a bug in his ear and he started to play. And, uh, we found that like, we love talking fantasy football and our friends would constantly ask us lineup questions or just, you know, dudes get around each other. We start talking fantasy football and you know, a couple of our friends are like, why don't you guys like start a website or a podcast? And I was like, that's not a bad idea. My brother-in-law works in it and he had a great support network. So we started up the website. And oh, then, man. um, so we got that going first and I used to write, um, we used to be, do most of the writing with a couple with our cousin used to write for us. And then we had our friend Everett who still writes with us. He's our IDP specialist. He's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. IDP decoy. If you play IDP and a, I do recommend IDP. It's a ton of fun. It's different, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the website started and I said, you know what? I, I don't really, I can write and I'm okay at it. I don't claim to be great. But I was like, you know what? Being in front of a microphone and talking is my comfort zone. Like I used to be a retail manager. I used to run team meetings. I can talk in front of a group of 150 people. No problem. So I'm like, you know what? This is where I get my energy from. So we started the podcast. We started Trophy Time. God, probably four or five years ago now. Um, And got a good following through that. So we do, you know, during the regular season, we dabble with some Dynasty stuff as well. Although we've been slacking. We've both been super busy. But we're going to get back at it next month. Um, And then during the year, I started doing a guru game guidance where I would go through and break down every game, every fantasy, every fantasy relevant player and give my take on what to expect that week. If, you know, if Julio's got a tough matchup, maybe he's a wide receiver, low end wide receiver too. fringe guys, guys that I like as sleepers that could, you know, break out guys that could have big weeks because of matchups kind of going through. And I was inspired by Evan Silva's matchup column, which I loved when he was with Roto world um, and now he's on established yes. run and yeah. he's awesome. Like I love Evan and that kind of inspired me because yeah. I liked reading the article, but I was like, you know what? No one does like a po- in, this in podcast form. So it's just me for like 45 minutes talking about all the players. My mouth runs dry after like 15 minutes. I don't edit. I just take breaks and sip. It's not easy. People are like, Oh, that must be easy. I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's not easy. Like I'm trying to like not forget players and I don't do it with, I have the schedule in front of me. But I don't do it with like all sorts of stats and stuff in front of me. Like I don't sit down and prep. I do it all off the top of my head. I'm a sponge for knowledge. Like that's my gift, I guess. If I had a superhero power, it's sports and pop culture knowledge. I'm a sponge. So like Ooh. I'll be scrolling Twitter and I'll just remember stuff or I'll see a stat and I'll remember it. Um, and then I'm able to just go through and kind of spit it out as I go. Um, which is uh, is fun. It's a lot of fun. it's a it's a fun pod to do. A lot of people have given me great compliments on it, so I keep doing it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how we started gurus and, uh, it's been a great run and, uh, we continue to do it. Now we have a team of, uh, usually we have seven or eight writers now and we're coming out with new content almost every day of the week. Um, whether it's waivers, whether it's, you know, players to drop it's DFS. We have uh, DraftKings content with our writer, Dan Fornac, who writes for us, who's been doing that for years, which I used to do. We have IDP content every single week. So we have a lot, a pretty, an awesome team to be honest of people that have joined us and, um, and are getting experience and joining us and, and cranking out web content. So it's, it's really cool for us to, an idea to turn it into something that's done pretty well. I mean, financially it doesn't do anything, but I don't even care about that. It's all about, it's all about having fun um, and getting the views and having people reach out to us. And that's what we really do it for. I don't, I would do it. I mean, I pretty much do do it for free, but I would do it for free. 10 out of 10. It's what I enjoy. It's a passion. It's a hobby. And I love it.
0: So it's, that was my one question. Is it, so you focus on all the aspects of fantasy football, like the DFS mm-hmm. dynasty redraft yep. and what's predominantly like, what's the wheelhouse for, the for, Go- Guru?
1: yeah, for gurus, it's really redraft. We really focus uh, deep in redraft season. So, you know, we'll right. start cranking out articles in July and then we get ready for draft season in August and we'll, that's when we really, the gears start to really get moving and we're cranking out pretty much daily content and then through the season. So, really, our, our season is July through the end of December. Um, you know, we've done more dynasty stuff in the past, although this year, uh, Josh is super busy. I've been busy. Like, I've been busy. We haven't done as much as we in the combine. There was no combine this year. We usually write about the combine. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to start picking it up in June and kind of do like our draft recaps and, and bring out some dynasty stuff now that drafts are. I've got my last two drafts this week that just started today. Um, so, there's a lot of data now around ADP for dynasty. So, we're going to start to dig into that project some of these players and, and give our, our opinions on some of the landing spots and whatnot and opportunity stuff.
0: Dynasty happy hour. How mm-hmm. did that come about and whose idea was that? And how did you become a piece of that a part movement? of it? Uh, yeah.
1: The, the, uh, the cog in the wheel, if you will, uh, you know, sure. is the most important piece. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> really? So, really? so, so Tyler Gunther started dynasty happy hour years ago when the space wasn't, there wasn't a lot in the dynasty space. And um, so he started dynasty happy hour, I don't even remember who the first... There's been a lot of hosts and co-hosts over the years. We've had John Bosch as a co-host. Um, we had Joe Pano uh, as a as a co-host. Tim was a co-host, and left and then came back. Chris Whitman was a co-host. Um, so there's been a lot of iterations of the Dynasty Happy Hour. This, this is the first time that we've really had stability over the course of even a year. So I was approached when Chris Whitman left. He left the pod, and then Tyler had heard my work on uh, the Guru's pod on Trophy Time and ah. he he approached me and he said, Hey, like I really like your style. I really like the energy that you bring, and I like your analysis. How would you like to join Dynasty Happy Hour as a host? And I was like, Okay, like that's a great opportunity. I loved yeah. Dynasty, has become my favorite format of fantasy football to play. Redraft is fun, but the dynasty building and being the general manager and the ins and outs and the and the different formats like salary cap, and you've got IDP and all these different things. I just I just love the control of different builds, long-term, short-term, all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to join you guys. Um, so I started up. And then so in the last probably year, 18 months, it's been Tyler as my co-host and Tim Keller as my other co-host. And and we, we get along fabulously. We have a great rapport together, which I think is important when you're podcasting is that, you know, when you find two or three people that can play off of each other get along really well but still can disagree um you know you want you want guys that like oh i don't like that player and here's why like my brother-in-law and i constantly disagree he was on he was so firm on team Clyde Otis Toler last year and i was on team Jonathan <laughs> Taylor that we would like Congrats. butt heads all the time but in a nice respectful way in a playful way um well, it so had to be right
0: so, it had- did How'd you butt heads where when where, when you didn't even know where his head was at for thinking it's Clyde Edwards? I mean, Edward his, I mean his head was up his ass.
1: So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I actually, so now I've gone like, I didn't like Hilaire at all because I was like, you know what? He's a one year wonder at LSU, the world's greatest offense, this, that, and the other thing. He's a little small. He, he had some good games with the Chiefs. Now I'm kind of like, here's the thing this is what you have to do in Dynasty. I took that take of not liking Clyde Edwards, where Hilaire is the 101. Taylor was my 101. And now sure. I'm like – now I can look at it and be like, man, CEH is a buy now.
0: Yeah, Like, look is. what
1: they've done to this offensive line. They didn't <laughs> add any other running backs, and they didn't really add any other pass catchers. So it's like Clyder to is now a buy. So being able to look at that and say, all right, I was firm in this, but now things have changed, and now I'm like, okay, I can see it now. Um, so I've actually gone well, out that- bought Hilaire in a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> right, now that he's not a late first, early second round draft pick, because that's where he hit –
1: Mm-hmm. Like the later, hype was out of control. Yeah, it
2: got crazy. Like by June, he was, you know, a first rounder in one QB and early second in in Superflex. It was crazy.
0: I mean, I don't know. I came I came into the Twitter space probably in like 2016, 2017. It took me okay. a couple of years. I got in my first dynasty league in 2014, but it took nice. me a couple of seasons for it to like, you know it takes a while yeah Yeah. it's just that's just the way it worked for me i started one league and i was in that one league for maybe two seasons and then then i got into like two or three others and then it was just like okay here we are and you're addicted and you're like damn right then you find a podcast and then you find another podcast or you know because you're not getting what you're looking for from the regular like TV, like NFL network or ESPN or anything like that. Or no, that's like, know. there's
1: people that like the casual players who will like read and listen to Michael Fabiano. And I'm like, if you want like the most vanilla analysis and takes, like that's cool. If that's what you're looking for. But if you're right. like a diehard dynasty player, like, you know, we're talking about names that people are like, who is that guy? Um,
0: <laughs> you know, when
1: I'm out there picking up Darren Waller as a free agent, because I'm like, I like his athletic profile. And then cashing him in for like 300 bucks in two years yeah. later. You know, that's the kind of thing like people didn't even know who Darren Waller was. You know, that's the kind of thing that you hear from dynasty fantasy football that you won't hear anywhere else.
0: You're listening to these guys on um, like whatever the regular TV and they're just, you know, they'll mention, oh, oh, yeah. After the fact, like, oh, yeah. And if, you know, for your dynasty league. So it's not like they're really they're not geared or down. they,
2: they not, say stuff like Go to pick up AJ Dillon on the off your waiver wire. It's like you clearly are not playing Dynasty. Play like, <laughs> you're like, bro, he was
1: a second round, late second round pick in Dynasty. Come on now. Uh, yeah.
2: No, I like, hear you. Seriously. Yeah. But, but, you, gotta, but you gotta, you gotta remember,
1: people like, the that. the amount of people that play fantasy, probably 70% of it is that casual home league type of person. Oh, that, know. Than that. oh it probably yeah. is. I mean, the dynasty is a is a niche market, but I feel that as fantasy football gets more and more popular, you're seeing more and more people come into the dynasty space because they really enjoy redraft. And then they're looking for like that. They're like, I need some, I need some more fantasy football, Joe Rogan. And they're like, there's are they're, they're waiting for it. And then they find dynasty. And then even like dynasty, then they might be like, Oh man, I need some IDP. In my life. And, they're, and they're going, and then they're playing IDP or they're, they're playing salary cap leagues or contract oh leagues. There's just yeah. so many different formats out there. Um, yeah. that is really depending on how deep you want to get, you can, you can get pretty detailed. I mean, just look at stuff like the Scott Fishbowl and the crazy settings and
0: you're a New England Patriots guy, right?
1: I am a Patriots fan lifelong back before like the Drew Bledsoe era. Ben Coates was my favorite <clears throat> player as a kid. So I like the Pats when they were one in 15 and they sucked. I've been with them ever since this last 20 years has been great, but I'm the type of Patriots yeah, fan that sure. can uh, that I'm realistic. I'm not like the super pumped up like I you can't tell me nothing type of fan. So I'm very realistic when I thought the Patriots should have traded Tom Brady to the Niners years ago and ran with Jimmy G. Now, they won two Super Bowls after that, so oops. <laughs> um, but right, I was like, yeah. you know what? Crazy Ship Tom wrong. Brady to yeah. the Niners. He'll go play for his favorite player's team. He's home at, in Santa Clara. Like, send him to the Niners. Roll with Jimmy G. Like, this is the future. Um, so I was wrong, but that was my take. And, and as much as Brady was awesome for us, he was showing at that time that I was like, you know what? He's losing some, some heat off the fastball, but this dude just never... He's amazing. Like, let's be honest. To go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl in year one, and then they return all their starters this year, I'm not going to be surprised if Tom Brady wins Super Bowl number eight in 2021.
2: I'm not. As a Pats fan, do you root for Tom Brady even though he's on Bucks now? Yeah. I still root for Tom Brady. I mean, here's
1: the thing. Like, as a Pats fan, like, living living life. He's got six rings with this team. Like, I appreciate coming from the 199th overall pick. I was actually at the game. So it was the Patriots versus the Jets. Of course, 2000. Yeah. It was the first game after 9/11. I was there with my buddy Kyle. We were Mo on Wolf? the sideline where Bledsoe got rocked by Mo Lewis. By Mo Lewis, I actually heard it. We were probably 20, <laughs> we were probably 25 rows up from that spot, maybe like 50, 60 feet down, and I was like, "Oh, that and that." Uh, so, so yeah. So we were at the game when Tom Brady went in and so that was the start of everything and I went to three games that year because Pat's tickets weren't hard to get then I mean it was (laughs) (laughs) Foxboro Stadium I went to that game I went to the game against the Saints and I went to the game against the Rams which they could have won but Antoine Smith fumbled at the one yard line it was a Sunday night game against Mm. the greatest show on turf which was the early Super Bowl preview it ended up being so yeah Yeah. I went to three games that year but yeah I was at that game right after 9-11 where Bledsoe got knocked out and it was um It's crazy to me that this kid comes in because of an injury, and he ends up being the greatest quarterback of all time. Absolutely nuts. So at the time, you
2: probably at the time you probably had to be like, "Oh shit, Bledsoe's out." Yeah, because Bledsoe's the franchise. He just signed a big deal. Like he's the guy. Like
1: I was like, "Oh, Tom Brady. It's either him or I think they had was it Rohan Davey? Then I don't even. Michael Bishop. I don't even remember who the other guy was. Tony
0: Tony Eason. No,
1: Eason was long retired. Steve Grogan. It's no. shocking brain the guy. Like, yeah.
2: how often do you just like oh let's throw the sixth rounder in there you know uh, yeah it's just
1: it's For just sure. crazy how everything sure. and then to beat the rams like when it it was just i've never cried really watching a sporting event i cried during that super bowl when they beat the rams because it was just an unbelievable
0: and all right all I, right all right enough about this paper. i got i got i
1: got dusty <laughs> it got real dusty when we came back and beat the falcons too uh,
0: much to uh, Tyler's they're dismay, they're dismay they're fucking, yeah.
2: <laughs> he's a Falcons like, let fan. Let him talk. So. Let
0: him talk. He's a Falcons fan. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, sake, you had to bring this one in. My favorite day uh, of the uh, year I is March 28th.
2: Larry and uh, screw this
0: guy. And uh, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shit. he's in right, We can move right on. So Justin lives in Mississippi, but he he's just happens to be in Georgia right now, so boom. Yeah, I'm broadcasting
2: from a very, very, very remote location. So remote that there is no uh, Wi-Fi, like there's no internet service here. My my stepmother has a, uh, a little mobile hotspot that she runs on the house, and it can only have 10 people on it, you know, like 10 devices I I disconnected my phone
0: because... Just soaking up all our data. Justin's sitting at a table right now with a bunch of dogs, and they're playing cards, and he's sitting here (laughs) on the desk right now. So fast forward. Hold on a second, Doug, Eddie. Fast forward to the NFL Draft 2021. Where what do you do? What are you doing for the draft?
1: Yeah, I was in Western New York. We were at Buffalo. We went, there was like five of us. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings, which was our tradition. I go to I go to Rochester, New York every year for the draft to hang out with my buddies. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We weren't able to do it last year, obviously. So we did it via Zoom. Sure. Not at Buffalo Wild Wings. So we went there this year. So they do a sauce draft. So you put your name in the hat and then they call like pick number one. And you go up and a sauce draft? Yeah. So you go up and you pick. You pick Holy whatever God. sauce you want so that, like, the first one gets whatever they want and then so on and so forth. So they have a Mr. Irrelevant, which gets a, a, a $25 gift card, a couple nice Sam Adams glasses, a duffel bag, and whatever sauce is left. I That's end up winning it. Nice.
0: So nice. I end up Mr. winning Irrelevant. it. So You're my Mr. Buddies, Irrelevant?
1: I was. So my buddies are like, <laughs> okay, hey. Uh, I was like, oh, I should do a victory speech. They're like, you won't do a victory speech. I'm like, <laughs> you obviously don't know me very well.
0: So I asked the manager,
1: who's who, he's been the manager there for a while, so he knows us. And I'm like, hey, can I do like a acceptance speech? And He's like, sure, just don't swear. And I'm like, all right, yeah. So at the very end, I'm like, oh, blah, I want to shout out to Cranston, Rhode Island. Da 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 Drove six hours to be here. Blah 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 blah. And I said at the very end, super pumped for the Pats not to pick a quarterback at fifteen, yeah. and then and then left. So they picked Boy, Mac Jones at fifteen, yeah. and I was like, okay, didn't see it coming. I gotta say though, when they made this pick, I. It makes sense, right? So Cam Newton's obviously not the long term answer, neither is Jarrett Stidham. They re-signed Brian totally. Hoyer today.
2: Yay. Did they um,
1: they did. Oh, so yeah. um, I like Mac Jones. I wanted them to try to trade up and get fields. So when Chicago jumped up, I was like, shit, they're gonna get fields. Who I really wanted watching the video the next day of the Patriots making the pick oh. when they're like, Yeah, Bill's like, We good with this? Everybody ah! good? <laughs> So, so usually, so in the past, Bill Belichick runs a show. He makes the picks. Now they're yeah. changing some things because the Pats have kind of sucked in the draft the last few years. So he now he's got a team that he works with to make the picks. So he's checking in with like you know Matt Patricia, Al Gro's kid, and someone else, and they're like, he's like, we good with this? And in the mo- perfect Belichick monotone, like he doesn't care. He like, doesn't want to be there. Like we good? All right. No enthusiasm. Bill gets on the phone with Mac Jones. Hey, uh, Mac, you know, I'll let you know you're gonna become a New England Patriot. Uh, really, really happy to have you. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand you off to our owner, Bob Kraft. So he hands him off to Kraft, and Kraft's like, "Hey, Mac, uh, it's really nice to have you on the team. We're really excited for you." He always sounds like he's drunk. Yeah. The lack of excitement in the room was palpable. I was just like, "Why are they not excited to have this kid on the team? Unless they yeah. just they know they're in front of a camera and they're not trying to show their cards." But it to me, is like they almost like settled because they're like, well, I guess we'll get whatever quarterbacks left, and I'll go with Mac Jones. Um, I think they like Mac Jones. I just think it was a weird to watch it. You're like, what the fuck? Like, why are they not excited? Like, I know the Bears when they picked Fields, they were like jumping for joy because they're like, we got our guy. He's not Mitch Trubisky. Yay! Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just
1: a weird draft room. I like the pick from a real football standpoint. I think Mac Jones fits their system and what they want to do. Um, I do think Cam Newton's going to be the starter starting this season. You weren't expecting a quarterback to be selected going into the not track? in the first round. I thought in the no first kidding. round for sure, based on what they did in the offseason, I thought they were going to go defense. So I thought that they were going to go defense in round one because the way that this team is built, the defense, yeah. I think the Patriots in 2021 are going to be play defense, run the shit out of the football, and use those tight ends. So well, to me, like the, yeah. the receivers are gonna be so boomer bust, but I think that's how they're gonna they're gonna clock control, they're gonna play old school football. When everyone else is playing it differently, Bill's gonna play it this way. That's why they drafted Stevenson. They still have Michelle, they have Harris, they have James White, Ooh, they have Ramondre. Cam Newton, they're gonna run the football, they they short up the offensive line, they're gonna pound the football, and they're gonna play defense. So I thought for sure it was gonna be a defensive player and they would take a quarterback, maybe even two, like in round two and three. I thought they might go like Maybe they would take Davis Mills and Trask or Mond and Trask or some combination. Um, but they decided to go Mac Jones at 15. So I
0: was a little surprised with the first round. What pick. was, what was your top five heading into the draft? Who were your rookie? Who were your rookie quarterbacks? Top five uh, for fantasy or just not real life ju- not for the past, just your for personal fantasy. top five for fantasy yeah. Yeah. for fantasy going into
1: the draft. It was still Lawrence. Number one, I had fields. Number two, I had Lance. Number three, I had Wilson number four. I think he's this and I'm sorry. I know you're a Jets fan. There's something about Wilson. I think he's got he's a talented kid. I just I don't he's know. Might be, Is he
0: too pretty for you? Well, he has a punchable face. Let's he's be honest. Not but, pretty. <laughs> that's the problem. He's not pretty. He looks like he's 13. Dude, if you punch <laughs> Zach Wilson in the face, you're going to jail for some kid. Some Yeah, I let but, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I would let his mom attack me if I punched him. So, oh, whatever. oh um, hey. You know,
1: Saucy, Uh, And then Mac Jones was my number was my number five. I, I think Wilson's talent. He has a lot of upside and a ceiling. I don't know. There's just something about his play. He reminds me of Baker Mayfield, which isn't a bad thing. Like if you were to take Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel and put him in a snow globe, and then the snow clears. There's Zach Wilson's punchable face.
0: I think Zach Wilson's prettier than both of those guys. I mean, are we defining pretty by the lack of ability to grow facial hair? Is this what's going on? I feel like Zach Wilson's not going to be doing coke in a bathroom in Vegas, or he's going to be not going to get a picture taken Just, of him. Maybe, I mean, mom, maybe be his well, mom. You know, I'll do some coke with Zach Wilson's mom if that's you know. Fair. If, if I bump into her. Opportunity knocks. <laughs> why not?
1: <laughs> so that was my top five for fantasy. Um, I, I would I shuffled them up a little bit post draft. I still think Lawrence is my number one, but it's a closer gap between him and Lance. I love the landing spot for Lance with the Niners, with Shanahan, with the, with the weapons that they have there, the scheme. I know he's, he hasn't played much football in the last two years, but he's got the physical traits. He has a thousand yard rushing season under his belt at North Dakota. Um, and then fields. I didn't love the landing spot for the bears. Maybe it's just the, the bears and good quarterbacks just don't go hand in hand. Like,
0: yeah, you're not used to seeing a good quarterback for, no, for the Bears, no. So. I mean,
1: I think the weapons for the Bears are low-key decent. I mean, you've got Komet, who I think is a, a solid buy in, in Dynasty right now, and you've got, um, you know, you got Mooney, who's another one that I like. Allen Robinson is obviously fabulous. They have Montgomery. They've got Tariq Cohen coming back. Um, but their offensive line is a bit of a hot mess. And yeah, you know, for Fields, I like the kid. Uh, I just don't think he has the upside that Trey Lance has. So he's my number three. And then um, I still have Wilson, and then Mac Jones, because Wilson at least has some. I think he has a higher ceiling than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is like that safe pick that'll probably end up working out. He'll be a QB2 forever in Superflex, it feels like. And that's fine. Um, if you're drafting him towards the end of a first round in a rookie draft, like at 110 to 112, that's perfect. No big deal.
0: So are you um, hanging out with fellow Pats fans at the draft? No.
1: So it's actually my buddy Tony is a Bears fan. My buddy oh, Joe holy. is a 49ers fan. My buddy holy John shit. is a Vikings fan. And my buddy Tim is a Washington football team fan. <laughs> So we grouped for five different teams during the draft. So three of us got new quarterbacks. Yeah, so three of us got – no Bills fans. So three of us got new quarterbacks. My buddy John traded back and got the offensive lineman that he wanted. Mm -hmm. And my buddy Tim, now he wanted a quarterback, but he ended up getting the linebacker that he thought they reached for. But they did well in the later rounds. So we were all pretty happy leaving the draft on night one at least.
0: So what was the – the I want to hear the jubilation comparison between your buddy, your Bears fan buddy, compared to you. Was he jumping uh, for joy? My I buddy bet?
1: Tony was pumped because I mean any Bears <laughs> fan, when you take Trubisky at two, you pass him now. I mean, obviously like you know, we can look back at it and be Bro, like, it's so easy. foolish right, that right. they didn't take Mahomes and Watson, right? Sure. So so he's like, Okay, we're breaking the cycle. No more Trubisky. He really liked Fields. I like him too. So he was pumped that the Bears moved up. And, you know, he was like, this is the last gasp of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Yeah. Yeah, like, if they mess this up, they're gone, gone. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, um, but they're on their, they were on their um, life support for their job. So they make the bold move and get fields. He was ecstatic, and I was bummed because I was kind of pissed because I wanted the Pats to get fields. To move right. up a few spots wouldn't have cost them that much, for sure. What
2: would you prefer, though? What would, would you prefer that they just roll with Cam Newton or find out what they have with Matt Jones this year? I would prefer if I was the coach I would roll with Cam Newton I think that cam Newton we
1: saw what cam could do in the first four or five weeks of the season you know he had three hundred yard passing games now I know Cam Newton watching him throw the football is not Painful. fun Painful. it is um, but I think Cam Newton still has some juice in the league I mean he did have 12 rushing touchdowns granted only eight passing touchdowns that's another story um but I mean, Look what was around him. They had injuries on the line. He yeah. he ended up getting COVID, and he, he was signed late in the, in the process. He didn't have right. a full training camp. Like I think Cam is a really good – this is why I was hoping they would get Justin Fields because Cam Newton is a great leader of men, and I think if Justin Fields were to come into that locker room, they, they can play a similar style. Fields is a better passer than Cam Newton. I think we can all agree with that. But with his legs, Cam could have shown Justin Fields a lot of different things in that first year and had Fields sit behind him, and that would have been perfect. I mean, Mac Jones is just a different type of quarterback than Cam Newton is. Now, can he still learn from Cam? Now, can he still learn things from Cam? Sure, but it's a very different play style. So I think Cam is going to be the starter. Bill fucking loves Cam Newton. It is known that Bill and Cam get along. Yes. So Bill and Cam get along very, very well. Swimmingly. Cam is on a cheap deal, so they're going to ride out Cam. Now, if Cam struggles, we did see Stidham come into games, late in games when Cam was struggling, um, but Stidham could never do anything. Now, if say we get to week five, six, seven. Cam is struggling. They put in Mac Jones, and Mac Jones shows that he can make some plays. Then there could be conversation of, like, why not let Mac Jones just have at sure. it? yeah. Uh, which makes sense. And we see it in the NFL every single year, right? Like every single year, there's a quarterback that's on the bench. The veteran struggles, the rookie comes in, they got that juice, and then he never gives the job back. Totally could be Mac Jones, but I think to start the season, Cam Newton is going to come in and be the starter. They're going to give him an opportunity to come in and get them some wins by running the football, playing defense. Cam is a smart player. They're not going to ask him to make – Crazy throws. He's got better weapons than he did last year. I mean, Edelman was hurt most of the year. I mean, Jacoby Myers was fantasy relevant. Guys like this is yes, Demir Bird. I mean, these are guys that are like. there was. I mean, Nikhil Harry. Sorry. You know, there was. There wasn't.
2: There you go again. They there didn't
1: have again. a tight end. Well, don't they forget they didn't have a. They used well, Ryan Izzo. Around. Cam Newton. Yes, did he struggle at times? Absolutely, he did. But they were in a lot of games with Cam. I think that they're gonna roll with that and see what they can do, and then eventually. They might flip the switch if they have yeah. to.
2: How desperate, you know, washed up with with wide receivers, do we have to be to rely on a New England Patriot this, yeah. this season.
0: Which which wideout do you want on your team if you have a pick?
1: Um, I, cool. I guess way? you follow the money. I guess you say Nelson Aguilar for the one big play he's going to make every few games when Cam can get yeah. him the ball. I it was just such a puzzling. I think they what they the Patriots did is they misplayed the wide receiver market really bad. So they went out and they were aggressive right out of the gate. They got Matthew Judon. They signed John U Smith. Hunter Henry didn't go sign for a couple days. And they're like, you know what? We got money. Let's get Hunter Henry too. Let's get Nelson Aguilar for 13 million bucks. Now I know there's not the guarantees aren't 13 million, but then the wide receiver market was stale. Juju signed for eight million bucks. Right. Like we saw Galladay not sign until late, and he still got paid. I was hoping Curtis Samuel would be a Patriot. That's who I wanted because really? he's a gadget. He's a gadget guy. You can move him all over the place. would have been perfect for Josh McDaniels to use. So the wide receiver market was stale, and the Pats, I think, thought it was going to be hot, and they just they they fucked up with Nelson Aguilar, I think, overpaying him.
0: I don't know, but what I do know is that if you want to get into one of Doug Eddy's eliminators... Mm-hmm. He's got he's got four spots wide open right now.
1: Yeah, I got I haven't even checked as who signed up for it. I'm terrible. I'm just bad. But yes, please sign up and take me on. I finished 3rd, I think, last year in mine. So you lost. I did. Um but I I was in it right to the end. I had a uh, stud running backs. I picked uh I had the 14th pick. I was right at the end. 12th pick, I got Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Ugh, this is when right. Dalvin Cook was holding out, remember before he got his deal and his stock. Yeah. His, yeah. It and I chim- love it. it wasn't a Camara and so Dalvin see this. Kirk. This is a this is a Florida State logo on this side. This side? Well, whatever side. This is the other
2: side. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: On I'm looking yep. at it reverse. I, I love <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Love. So I was like, you know what? He's not gonna hold out. He'll they'll pay him. He's great. And he is great. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. So I took the I took the dip on Dalvin Cook for my eliminator Ooh. and then turned around and got Derrick Henry. Um,
0: which was so, a, a nice one-two punch. So right. I, I joined the Doug Eddy Eliminator. I'm in. I'm in your Eliminator. Yes, let's go. go Prepare to be eliminated. <laughs> 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 so me and you are going to be going at it all draft. I'm, I'm taking, ready to rock I'm and roll. man. We're big Eliminator fans. Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod had a, had one last year, and this year we filled up two. We just filled up two today. We filled up our second one, and I send to Bosch. I'm like, hey, nice. we filled one up. You want to run it back with a third? We haven't even mentioned it on the podcast yet and he was like oh get a group together and you know text me then i'm like man i ain't doing that shit <laughs>
2: you know why we don't need to do that larry because we have a listener league to worry about Oh, baby are we,
0: are we pivoting to the listener league right we now we are
2: we're pivoting we're pivoting <laughs> i like
0: it it's a good pivot let's pivot, let's pivot. yeah that's, that's what dude, we call dude. a transition
2: folks in the business. dude that's tell right.
0: tell this guy He's tell the, the fantasy father <laughs> about the listener league
2: okay so we have ourselves 14 teams. That's right, folks. We finally filled this, some bitch. We can get going. So we'll be sending out invites on the uh, NFL website. There's 14 teams, Superflex, 1.75 premium. And the big twist is that we are going to have future draft picks every year in, in the rookie draft. You will never have your first rounder unless you pick it because you're going to be picking other people's. Everybody's first rounder will be in the draft. And it's not like you're picking, like, oh, I want the 101 from 2023. Oh, no, you'll be picking Larry Monkey's 101 or, or, or Larry Monkey's first round. or So a little bit Monday of
0: OPP, 30. other people's picks? That's other right. Yeah. Picks. For first rounders.
2: Yeah. I'm no, down I, with OPP.
0: I, I just want to make sure. I'm the skeptic here because, I mean, I love getting into any kind of degenerate type of league. But I don't want the – I want the listener league. I want to make sure that this is not a league – I don't want it to be a league for degenerates. I want it to be a happy, fun, Bob Ross type of league. And Larry, I want shit talking. I want happy accidents, (laughs) you know? I
2: don't want mistakes. The good thing about this, Larry, is that the people that listen to our podcast... They have to be somewhat degenerate to have found us.
0: Me and Justin are trying to come to a happy medium where we we're gonna probably reach out to all you guys that are in this league, all twelve of you. Twelve because me, me and Justin are thirteen and fourteen. We had a uh, Terra Victoria on as a guest last week, and she's a uh, she's a novice in the Dynasty world. She's brand new. She's a part of the Dynasty Vipers. She interviewed Matthew Barry already, Stefania Bell. She's you nice. know, she and she's a great guest. She's awesome, but she's still kind of new to Dynasty. And I was like, man, I want to make sure that I, we don't want to scare anyone away, you know, because Justin and I met in the Dynasty Trades HQ Listener League. Oh, God. The OG yeah. HQ1 is what it's called. Dynasty Trades HQ Listener League that started in 2018 is a 16-team Superflex, okay. tight end premium. And we didn't know what the fuck we were doing back then. You know, we were all <laughs> in 16-team. a 16-team. problem. Like I said, we were. there. Yeah, so so Doug, I referenced earlier how like I I got my first league in 2014. It didn't really take off until a few years later. So I get in this, and I'm still taking off. I'm in this 16 team league with this podcast, and I'm like, I'm like your average Joe Schmo in New Jersey who's like, you know, mowing the lawn, listening to football podcasts, you know. So now I'm in this league, and it's 16 team, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing turns out no one else in the league knew the fuck they were doing either. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Exactly how you want it to be. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> a there was a significant
2: learning curve with that one. Like, oh, I don't <laughs> I don't want these old ass quarterbacks that are going to disappear from the NFL.
0: Yeah, you're not drafting oh. Big Ben and Derek Carr what, in the 16 teamer. No, been no. there, done that.
2: Now I've reset.
0: So yeah, that's my only question. I want to make sure that everyone's cool with what? Justin's fucking mad scientist.
2: What we're gonna do is make sure we're gonna get everybody in the chat and make sure everybody's cool with it. But we'll hash out all the little details. But yeah, it looks like we're filled up, and probably do a startup maybe
0: next week. But we're here not to talk about the listener league anymore mm-hmm. because we have Doug Eddy here. I want to know what it's like to be Doug Eddy. I mean, you're the Dynasty Happy Hour guy. Uh, it's true. Life is good. I can't complain. I- Are you a running backs guy, wide receiver guy, or quarterbacks guy?
1: I'm a best player available guy. I don't go in with any set strategy. I I don't go into it and say I have to get two running backs. I have to get this. It's give me the best player available in my rankings. And that's who I'm usually going to lean towards. So this year's draft comes along. I ended up getting the fifth pick and I was on the clock and I was going back and forth between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase.
2: And a 1.75.
1: And my, and my hopes were like, this team's not great. It's really young. I'm not sure. going to do anything. Let's get a top three pick and add a quarterback to this, to the room. Yep. So, I'm, so I ended up getting the fifth pick and I'm on the, I'm on the clock with Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts staring me in the face.
0: Where did you go? I know who you went. No I went with Jamar Chase. Ooh, uh,
1: not my. Not uh, to guess. That's fine. Yeah. I went with Jamar Chase. I think the Pits. It's out of fucking control. Like
2: well, I know the pro- it is. It's crazy. Pick, no, no, no. Hold on, Doug. That's the problem with the pick. Is that you? The you, guy. Let's hear him. No, no, no. And I, I was Kyle Pitts before. The problem with the pick, uh, uh, Doug, is that you could have picked Kyle and got Jamar Chase plus. You could have gotten because the the hype is so real, whether it happens or not. You could have gotten Kittle for, I mean, like you could have gotten a number of different players. No, yeah, prob-
1: and you're probably and you're probably right about that. To me, player. it was just like I was looking at like, all right, if I can go, my wide right receiver room is going to have DK, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson. I was like, I really love that. And at tight end, you know, I have Fan, I have Tawny, and I was like, all right, like. I like Kyle Pitts. This isn't a I don't like Kyle right. Pitts sure. draft pick. It's that the odds of Kyle Pitts being what everyone thinks he's going to be right. are low. And I think he's going to he, be a fabulous player. Him. His ceiling in year one is Evan Ingram's year one. like Probably. And that's not bad. That's a tight end one because it doesn't take much to be a tight end one. 30 yards and a touchdown, you're a fucking tight end one every
0: week. I was going to say, so, yeah. I feel like if he's a Here's fan, if he's a fan him, year one, he's okay. Here's the
2: thing about Kyle Pitts, and I was having this discussion with someone recently on Twitter, is that his value is so insulated that if he gets 50 for 605, he's probably no worse than the tight end two next year, you know, in that next year's offseason.
1: I just thought the upside with Chase, you know, you look at the last two years, the rookie classes of wide receivers have been solid. I think Chase is a lot of people's number one guy in the last two years. And for me, a wide receiver that – profiles as an alpha with joe burrow his college quarterback that rapport is already built in they're gonna feed him targets they took him in the top five just like you know the falcons took pits to me i thought that chase was a safer pick i feel that because here's the thing tight ends guys i hit on tight ends all the time so for me it's like i can find value at tight end so two years ago i had a ton of darren waller last year i had a ton of logan thomas Like, I can find tight end ones. I seem to find them anyway. So for me, it's like, I know Kyle Pitts can be a huge advantage at the tight end position, but I just thought that, like, I'll take the safer of the two
2: and take Jamar Chase. I don't have a problem with the player evaluation and and saying, okay, I'm going to go Jamar Chase because I think he can be a difference maker. I just have a problem with the value loss that you took immediately in a 1.75 where... It's like like when you buy a brand new car,
1: you drive it off the lot, you lose value. Like, I get it. Um, and, and I understand like the Kyle Pitts hype is out of control right now. He's, you can, he's and going for more in superflex leagues and auctions than Trevor Lawrence right so, now. So and you know, it's what, what pick was this? Uh, I had the one hundred and five with Chase, the guy right behind me
2: at the one hundred and six took. Well, T. Law Fields Lance or some you know iteration of that, and then Harris. uh yeah, Najee went four.
0: Well, you got to understand. I mean these tight ends have just been a mishmash lately and everyone's tired of churning through these mediocre tight ends and everyone's been just be like when they see a unicorn they're like yeah I mean I OJ Howard was a unicorn you know he was the next Gronk you know and and how's that worked out how has Eric Ebron worked out like we even look
1: at Hawkinson he's been solid but everyone's like he's the best prospect since George Kittle
0: I mean we also are very impatient with all these guys as well, hey, is, oh, three yeah. years for a tight end, three years for a tight end. But hey, man, everyone's like, oh, one year, this guy blows. I mean, we, we, but then we have these guys come out of the woodwork, like the Robert Tanyans and the fucking uh, Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas you know? yeah. and yeah. the Darren Wallers. You know, all these guys are coming out of the woodwork. Even George Kittle, you know, he's a fifth he was round a pick in the NFL. Out. Yeah, you know? and so, he was a third round rookie pick. Is it he worth dropping that? You know, I know tackle. I got him in a few
1: leagues because I'm a big Kittle guy.
0: I I was in a ten-team one. I've I've I left this league, but it was a ten-team one quarterback league. This is my very first dynasty league. I owned Kittle and dropped him because you could only have. It was because the crappy roster limits you can only have twenty two players on your team and it's like it was ch- I, I was did just, that with
1: I did that with John Smith two years ago. I just didn't have it was a capitalist pigs league with Scott Fish and you only had twenty roster spots. Oh yeah I'm in pigs I one dro- I dropped Janu. I was like I don't have space like my team was deep well, John is
0: John what has John ever done except look nice on he's
2: was,
1: he's had he's had the occasional tight end one week. I was so super
2: high on going go into last season without Delaney and it just I can't anymore.
0: Yeah. I can't, dude. I can't. Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback, and when he hooks up with a tight end in the end zone, you don't know who it is until you see the graphic on the screen. Like, like, you, have to, you have to be like, who? Which guy was that? Because he's he was he's throwing touchdown passes to three different tight ends on his team, mm-hmm.
2: and, and now he went to the and now he went to the Pats with another nineteen tight ends. You know,
0: I mean, we've been talking about this lately. Zach Ertz wants to be traded. Joe Douglas has that Philadelphia connection. The Jets need a tight end. Like I said, they brought in – well, they didn't bring in John, o. Smith. They tried to sign John o. Smith. So they are in the market for a tight end. Who knows? Zach Ertz to the Jets. A hey, rookie quarterback's
1: best friend can be the tight end. That's for sure.
0: Right. And Zach, and um, Chris Herndon has proven more than he once suck? that he cannot be that person because he, he had yeah. a rookie quarterback that needed him. But uh, rookie sleepers. What do you think man? Who's your rookie sleeper that can hit? Is it Ramondre Stevenson? So I season? so I like Steve, so here's the thing with Stevenson. So
1: Stevenson season? Stevenson season. So the thing with Stevenson that I like, I like his profile. He reminds me he reminds a lot of people of like when Steven Jackson was in New England, when LeGarrette Blunt was obviously wow. in New England. So I think that big bet it just goes to show like this is why I think they're going to be team run the football. They've got Sony Michelle. They declined his fifth-year option. Oh. Right. I think Sony, whatever they should have drafted Nick Chubb. I'm not bitter. Um, but Sony, Sony Michelle. This is going to be his last year with the Patriots. He might even get cut. Who knows? Yeah. I think they I like think Damian Harris. That. Yeah, I think they like Damian Harris. You know, James White came back on a one-year deal. The only other running back they was JJ Taylor, who's a fun player. But I think Stevenson is a guy that. You can feed the rock to he's going to be a good goal back. I think eventually it's going to be Stevenson and Harris, kind of some sort of split with white getting most of the passing work. I think Stevenson. Now we saw them draft Harris in the third round and pretty much red shirt his rookie year. He was only active twice. I think he played like a handful of snaps. Yep. I don't know that they're going to do that with Stevenson. I think he fits what they want to do. That beefed up the offensive line line him up everywhere. I, I think that they're going to use Stevenson. So to get him in rookie drafts, I've seen him go. He's starting to creep up in the beginning of the third Sometimes late second, for the people that are bold on him, mm. I was able to get him in an IDP league middle fourth, so I was all about that life. That's the only nice. share I have of him. But I like Stevenson, especially with his running back class. Sucks. Outside of the first few guys, um, you're pretty much throwing darts. I mean, everyone like Kenny Gainwell, and then he lands in Philly, so his his stock has dropped. Um, oh. You're starting to see guys like JV and Hawkins, who is undrafted, go in the third round of rookie drafts because there's opportunity that. there.
0: Who's, who's, who's in front of him? And the coach comes down and says, <laughs> he's like, I don't know who's the running back either. <laughs> there's, oppor- there's opportunity <laughs> until they sign here? a veteran <laughs> there.
1: That's the only thing, right? So, um, so I mean, for rookie sleepers, a guys that I've been finding myself with quite a bit at the end of drafts is sure. Chris Evans from Cincinnati. Yep, me um, too. Yep. So you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, we all know Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon as a player. I own him in a few spots. Uh, I like him a lot, but you know, Giovanni Bernard goes to Tampa Bay. They re-signed Samaj P. Ryan, who I wasted a first-round pick on one time long ago. Um, <laughs> I drafted him over Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, we oh, all make mistakes. Yeah. It's okay. Travion Williams, the ghost of Rodney Anderson. He's not there anymore. Um, but, you know, Chris, Dave, he come Chris Evans comes in, not only Captain America, but yeah. he comes in with, he had a really good season in Michigan. He didn't play because of academics. He didn't play much last year, but he was a five-star recruit out of high school. He showed from Michigan that he's got some juice. He's good in the passing game. I think that Evans could win the number two job, and you're going to be able to get him. I just got him in the, um, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League with the second to last, last pick in the oh, draft. Wait yeah. i
0: heard about this league. Can you explain this, Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League? Because so, yeah. so we're sh- an orphan. We're in on the next orphan.
1: All right, I'll let you know. So we, so we started this league. Tyler started it probably four or five years ago. Um, and we've had a lot of different people in it. We've had people drop out. But we've got um, Dynasty Nerds. We've got, obviously, Dynasty Happy Hour. DTC is in it. I represent the gurus uh, in there as well. We've got Travis May has a team. Like, lots of really well-known Dynasty podcasters are in this league. And it's we probably had 40 different trades During before and during the draft, it was crazy. So it's a super competitive league, lots of people doing different builds. I was fortunate enough to win the league a couple years ago, and then my team injuries, injuries, injuries. I ended up getting the 101 this year. So I drafted Trevor Lawrence. Drafting, I ended up trading into the 107. I traded my 2022 first, the 204, the 208 to get the 107 to draft Najee Harris.
0: We'd love to hear about trades. So, yeah, so I got
1: Najee Harris at the 107. It is a super flex tight end premium league. So Pitts was gone. Were there blah. quarterbacks uh, uh, out there at 107? Uh, 107. Well, I already had Lawrence. I think, uh, no, Zach Wilson got picked at 106. So it was really just Mac Jones. Ooh, um, right. So I saw the value with Harris. I was like, you know what? I have Joe Mixon. I had Aaron Jones at the time. And I have Najee Harris. I ended up trading Aaron Jones. I traded Aaron Jones. I needed receivers. I took T. Higgins. And I got the a 2023 20, second and the 301, which I turned into Kellen Mond. It's a super flex league, so why not? I have Joe Burrow. Um, so I've got Burrow Lawrence at the top. So I'm looking solid at quarterback for a long time. I've got Jimmy G, Cam Newton. Kellen Mond's my taxi guy. I've got Mixon, I've got Najee, Jimmy First, G
0: and Cam Newton. I know. <laughs> they're, 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 in Superflex, though, they still hold
1: value as long as they're taking snaps as starters.
0: Jimmy G's only 29. He'll start somewhere. Dude, are you are you do you have plans to flip either of those guys? I hope. I tried. I tried
1: to flip Newton to the Mac Jones owner, which is Izzy Alkafass from DTC. He's tough to trade with. He was uh, he like, I don't, Jones. Oh,
0: yeah. he's like,
1: I don't want anything to do with Cam Newton. I'm like, shit. Um, and I've I've talked with the Trey Lance owner about Jimmy G, but he wanted him super cheap. So I'm just gonna write it out. I think Jimmy G is either gonna get released or he's gonna play this year, and he'll be a starter somewhere, age 30. I think he's good enough, so I'm just gonna hold on to him.
0: Who's the Miles Sanders owner in that league?
1: I do not remember. He's switched teams a handful of times in that league, to be honest.
2: He's one of the, the I feel like Miles Sanders gets traded every other day by. Well, this
1: league has a lot of trades to begin with. Yeah. So players are flipping teams. I don't trade as actively as a lot of people do, but Miles Sanders has probably been on like two or three different teams at this point.
0: What's the story with Miles Sanders? Because he really hasn't really done anything. He's had a couple of flashy runs in his career. But he hasn't really been like – he's never really been like Miles Sanders, the guy, <laughs> oh you know, like Miles Sanders. Come on. I, what did Miles Sanders done other than, other than be the Saquon Barkley shadow? What has he done? I
1: think Sanders has a lot of talent. I think that especially early in his rookie year, he looked lost, kind of like Jonathan Taylor this past no. year. They didn't acclimate to the speed of the NFL. I remember the, the first few games watching Sanders run, I'm like, where are you going? Like his vision – He wasn't alert to – I think he was putting too much pressure on himself to like, hey, you're a running back. Just do what you do naturally. He was missing holes. The cutbacks were weird. We saw the same thing with Jonathan Taylor this year. He didn't look comfortable as a rookie running back. So Miles Sanders, you know, probably the first eight weeks of his rookie year, everyone was like, oh, they were off on Miles Sanders. And then he has some really nice weeks. He finishes strong. Now, last year, it's tough, right? The Eagles are a tough assessment. Wentz was a garbage bag. 13, the offensive line was a sieve. They didn't have anything at pass catcher. They whiffed on JJ Ortega Whiteside. They didn't have anything else. They had the, the corpse of Alshon Jeffery still out there. So the Eagles are a tough assessment. I think if they stick with Hertz, they've got some weapons now with Devonta Smith. Hopefully Rager can bounce back. They've got Goddard. They've got some pieces and the offensive line should be better. I think Sanders, to me, I'm not, I like the talent. I'm, see me, I'm a talent guy. Like if I believe in the talent, I'm gonna go get the talent. So for me, Miles Sanders has become a buy because people are fading him because they're like, well, they drafted Kenneth Gainwell, they signed Carry On Johnson. Okay, Carry On Johnson, he's running on one knee. It seems like he's forever. (laughs) He's forever hurt. He runs upright. Like again, he's a guy that's he's had some plays and he's had some good games, but either he's he may not make the team. They've got Jordan Howard there. I don't. I think Miles Sanders is their guy. Gainwell. Could take some of the passing work between him and Boston Scott. I like Sanders. I think that Sanders is a three-down back. I think that he's a home run hitter. He's going to be able to get you an an 80-yard catch and run. He's shown it. I remember there was a game against Buffalo in his rookie year on a screen that he caught from Wentz, and he took it to the house. He's had some long runs. He can't get caught from behind. I think Sanders is is a a buy right now in Dynasty because a lot of people... (laughs) are are fading miles sanders and i don't think that's the right move
0: don't, don't ask justin to stand up right now he will not be able to i can't stand up in front of the camera you know? <laughs> pants feels <laughs> i'm getting
2: i'm getting all hot and bothered you gotta roll a quarter <laughs> in his pocket yeah what the hell <laughs> <about>? <laughs> everyone out there knows i'm a miles sanders truther i love me some sanders i actually made a trade this week for miles sanders
0: oh let's you hear it. it
2: let's do it okay so i was a jonathan taylor owner also very, very high on Jonathan
0: Taylor. Ooh, yes. And I know about this trade. This was a controversial well, not so controversial, but you, so. I mean, I don't know, Doug, are you in a bunch of different fucking chats all day long? And there's a bunch of not a bunch of chats going on in your life, like group me chats or Twitter chats or anything, or so
1: you- I I'm in leagues where there is a group me chat. I deleted group me a long time ago. I can't, <laughs> I can't with all the chats.
0: It's so much. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. All my Twitter chats are muted.
0: Like, I'll, I see the notifications
1: and I'll check in on them, but I'm not acting. See, here's the thing with me. I use Twitter as a tool for data consumption. I read in sponge brain everything. I don't tweet much. I don't interact much in the chat. If someone asks me something directly, I'll sure as hell respond because that's the polite thing to do. But I'm not, like, throwing things out there randomly. So for me, all these Twitter, your Voxer, your GroupMe's... Your slacks, your discords, your fucking is too many. Shit, it's too, so, many. Right. too damn many. There's Facebook Messenger. Like, I'm just getting a Facebook Messenger group with the guy with the Trey Lance deal. And he's like, keeping the pick. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm making the right choice. Thanks, though. And I said, no negotiations. I said, 2022 first in my 211. I'm trying here. Um, the th- <laughs> here's the thing with home leagues. Dynasty League Home Leagues uh, can be the probably, fucking uh, worst.
0: Uh, because you're Craig
1: – You're trying. I, I love Craig, but he doesn't get like the like back and forth of like, you can probably milk me for more here if you yeah, really try.
0: Right.
2: He just gives up. and moves he, so, on. Gives his, so
1: this is his – he'll never hear this. He says, that's fair. I need to draft people. I never do. I appreciate the offers though. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, <laughs>
2: honestly – well, you know what? Maybe maybe the two oh one will be willing to move, assuming that he messes up this pick. We'll I just leave. responded with cool. Larry, back to this trade real quick. Oh yeah. Jonathan Taylor and it's it's the DDCL Dynasty Diagnostics Champions League. So it's a four copy, so it's the one point three eight, which is really about the one ten. Yes. Jonathan Taylor and the one ten for Miles Sanders, the one nineteen, which is the one oh five, and the two oh two, like the two oh eight, which is basically the two oh two. So I got Miles Sanders the 105 and the 202 for Jonathan Taylor and the 110.
0: Say that one more time, real fast.
2: Jonathan Taylor and the 110. Yeah. Or Miles Sanders the 105 and the 202.
0: Yeah, I like the 105. Just because you have a shot at at a quarterback. Because Pitts is going to go before the one. He's going to go. It's a one. Or
1: if you want Pitts, then you have Pitts. Right. I mean, Pitts might fall to you at 105. It's possible. that's
0: definitely me.
1: Let's see who he picked with this pick. He just made it. Live
2: updates. Game. He
0: picked Trey Sermon. I'm still oh, alive. Yeah.
2: you're still alive. 201. Dude,
0: hold on a second. This is a two-one right now? 201. And Trey Lance is out there.
2: With a bunch of shit. If this guy's gonna tell you no know, and he's gonna
0: take Michael Carter... I feel like you I feel like you throw the three and the four in here and, and it's this is yours. Yours. I feel like if you throw like this this year's picks, hold on. I'm, I'm asking the owner four. of the two
1: oh one who is the owner of the one eleven who I sent a message to, and I said, hey, uh, I'm off to softball. I'm interested in the 111. I said, I'll be back later. I said, I'm back. And I said, sent an offer. And then he made the pick without responding. This is what drives me crazy about goddamn home leagues. (laughs) Disrespectful people. When I'm reaching out to you to make a fucking trade, and all you do is you see my message, and then you make the pick and don't even respond to me. That makes me upset. Because you didn't get the notification.
2: He Doug get is it. fired up right now, folks. Doug is fired up because now I'm he's just
1: trying to trade weapon. up and get Trey Lance for the love of God. Well, how, uh, how far
0: away it. are you right now? He's on well, the clock. 10 the two right right now. He's ten No, you have, have the, the two eleven. Have...
1: He ain't gonna last.
0: Oh, so you need to trade the farm? Just throw a first out there. Just I'm going to offer him the
1: 2022 first. Just get to get your guy; and you'll be happy. That might work.
0: That might work. I,
1: you know what? That I might just it.
0: say and my 211 because
1: my roster's
2: 211. Okay, yeah,
1: there's
0: nobody yeah. at the at the 211 in a one QB anyway.
1: No, it's going to be like um, Diami Brown. Yeah, yeah no, he'll be like gone who's gone a who's fine, but like. It's not going to be a guy that's going to be a huge difference maker.
0: Yeah. no, It would be garbage. Especially when you want this guy. You want Trey
1: Lance. You got to get I'm, him, man. I'm going to formally send him the offer. So keep, don't mind me. I'm going to be preoccupied
2: for about 30 to 40 <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, I did make another trade, Larry. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. So this is a 12-team auction league that we were talking about last week where I dominated the auction. So I decided I was going to move some players for some win-now pieces. So I moved Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, and Rondell Moore. Hold so, on. Say that again. Lance, Stafford, and Moore. Oh, baby. That's a that's a juicy For one. Or Deshaun Watson and Devontae Adams.
0: You got Devontae and and, and I got I got
2: Devontae and Deshaun. Now I know you did. I have I have You're Dak Trevor and Fields already. I have Dak T Law and Fields. So I felt like I could make a risk with, with Deshaun Watson. I feel like
0: they're they're settling right now with the whole Watson thing. That's why it's all quiet. That's a rumor yeah, has it. Well,
1: they said that they weren't going to settle, though. Wasn't that the thing? Well, know. of course, so
0: everyone they- says that until they settle. Yeah, <laughs> we've
2: no, seen it I time no and idea. time again. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know I what? No there.
0: I don't know. When I go for rub and tug, I only pay one time, and that's it. I'm not really. I'm not less interested in paying more than once. I usually prepay. Oh, there you go. Apple Pay, perhaps right google I'm, pay. I'm, a, I'm an google android
1: guy sorry apple fans Oh, google, google pay. pay Google
0: pay. well mississippi doesn't have any uh, kind of technology down there we're still working
2: like i, I still have knuckle busters I'm
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> i have this hypothetical thing i was so so i smoked a bowl today and i was like let me think about some cool questions to ask doug eddie while my mind was floating through the sky or i was on this magic carpet ride or whatever and i'm like wait a minute this is the dynasty happy hour guy Mm -hmm. what if he was at a real happy hour with the dynasty happy hour other guys except it was a happy hour so you guys are at a happy hour yeah yeah so you're at a happy hour and this is deep you're single this is in your prime your prime which is right now Oh is it? I'm in the okay, best bye, shape man. of my life. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> okay. hey, I've got hair for the first time since I was 16. A lot of people like it. Oh, I right. would say I'm I would say I'm in my prime right now at age 43. Yes, I'll right. for yeah, so pretend I'm
0: single. Right. right. So Everything else is,
2: is accurate, except for so the single
0: for the for the crew, for the dynasty happy hour crew, three mm-hmm. questions. You guys are out there whooping it up. It's a fuck I live in New Jersey, but I worked in New York City for a while. I've been to a ton of happy hours. I've been on happy hours on rooftops at the dive bar happy hour. The boss picks up the tab happy hour. The happy Those hour this, you know, what? Those well, are right, now, my, right now my boss picks up all the happy hours because. <laughs> yeah. clearly, you know, all right.
2: So, so
0: let's get to the dynasty happy hour, happy hour. So the dynasty happy hour, happy hour. These guys are in their prime say they're all single. No marriages, no kids. These guys are looking to tear it up. Hey, what are you doing after work? Let's meet at this bar. Boom, boom. Oomps, oomps, oomps. The beats. It's crowded. Who's what the guy? The you go to. And you 3 jabronis. Who's okay. the guy that gets the digit? Who's the guy that gets slapped in the face? And who's the guy that doesn't make it into work the next day?
1: Uh, I know who the guy who gets slapped in the face. Hands down, it's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> like tyler that would have been my guess too tyler has no filter he'd say something inappropriate and get slapped no, in the face. He, yeah yeah, he, th- that's tyler um i would say so tim's kind of a quiet guy but i know that he likes to drink so he would probably wouldn't make it into work the next day he'd probably go pretty ham he's a bit of an animal um i would good say big. that i would end up getting digits because i think i'm a pretty smooth talker you know i what? think i have a good game and i'm not shy Ooh.
0: So, this guy.
1: yes, yeah, I would say I yeah, would you know, get the digits. That, Although Tim would I've be like, Tim would be second place for that. He's like that silent assassin. I feel like
2: Doug's <laughs> working on volume. I think Doug's like I could talk to anybody and everybody. I I might ask thirty people and get five numbers, and that's gonna make it. Happen. That is, you know what? That's
1: that's probably not unreasonable.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think that's how it would go down. And Tyler would definitely, for sure, he's getting slapped. Okay.
1: You know what? We should actually. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're all going to be at the Midwest Expo in August. Ugh, yes. so dang maybe it. try to maybe try to really we'll, well we'll try to act it out in real life and see what happens
0: when you get off this pod are you gonna go start talking in a boston accent to back to i don't have I
1: bo- i don't have a boston <laughs> accent i'm originally from new hampshire but i don't have the the thick like oh i'm gonna park the fucking cars over here kid like that's not no hey <laughs> I mean, I can do the accent. You but I, I do it. Have
2: one. I love it. I love it. I love it. What do you think
1: yeah. of Tom Brady throwing a Julian Edelman? Oh, freaking Gronk oh, was fucking awesome. awesome
2: back there. Do you that's see that's
1: him? Did you see Gronk with the big paws, catch the touchdown? He's fucking awesome, kid. <laughs> I
2: did say he ran over that guy. Yeah, he ran him no,
1: over. He's, he's a fucking Mack truck out there.
2: Wicked. You gotta say He's wicked, wicked awesome. Yeah, wicked, wicked pisser, that's kid. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We've gone off the radio. Hey, you know, let's can go have,
0: over to Wahlburgers. Hey, hey! A of my car the famous maggot. I don't know where you're right. your car. Fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, love Let's a good thing that. Let's get the There's fuck nothing
1: out uglier than a woman with a Boston accent.
0: It's the worst <laughs> accent in life. <laughs> it is so fucking terrible. It's you're so right about that.
1: The Rhode like, Island that was- one isn't much better. I've only been in Rhode Island for it'll be six years in August. So Rhode Island is like. There's, a, there's an ad where it's a wicked thick Rhode Island accent, and I can't. I just can't. I can't. It's so bad. It's almost as bad as Boston. It's real bad. Oh, my God. You'll have to Google it. I can't even do it because I it's
2: just gross. Yeah, i got to find this out. Yeah. What's, the, what's uh, the product? So I know what I'm looking for. Is the, the
1: flooring stars of Rhode Island? The real flooring stars of Rhode Island. No, I can't.
2: Oh, so man. bad of course it is uh, it's all right we can out so we don't get free advertising but i got it I,
0: yeah I florence stars oh baby we got the fantasy father where okay okay hey don't get it where can we find you hey let's tell tell us where we can find you hey well, uh,
1: you can find me in these streets throwing these hands um but when i'm not in the streets throwing <laughs> oh, hands damn. You can find me on Twitter at the da fantasy father. I would have been the fantasy father, but it was one character too yeah. long. So you should be the wicked
0: fantasy father.
1: Wicked whatever. piss a father kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: freaking! I I had this I had this girl call the freaking uh, center of ch- children, whatever it's called, on me uh, for whipping my kid around in the car. I was doing a I was doing a U E a Duncan, and my kid went flying out the window. Uh, anyway. So you can find me at Duff Fantasy Father on Twitter. I'm not on any other social medias really that are notable. So just find me on there. Uh, If you have lineup questions, anything, I am quick to respond if you tag me. Uh, I pride myself on that, but... Ooh. I'm not a I'm not no, I didn't know this now I'm gonna do that now. I'm not a constant tweeter. like I have thoughts, but I don't throw them out there and sometimes I feel I should because I have thoughts. and then like months later, I was like, I should have tweeted that because now it looks good. You don't let your Twitter tweet. you need to let I've, I've your tweeted tweet I've tweeted some bad thoughts when I thought Leonte Carew was a good prospect, you know, shit like that. But, um, <laughs>
2: well, he, yeah. he had a lot of potential, you know he could really yeah he could kill it. Yeah, he could kill it nice.
1: I've had some hits. I've had some misses just like everyone else. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on the podcast realm. Dynasty happy hour. We've talked about before. Trophy time is part of the TFF gurus network. You can find me on trophy time or TFFGurus.com rather. rather. Um, so I've got work done on there. Yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. How did I get in this nutshell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty
1: football, baby. Come get